Welcome to All Autism Talk, connecting the autism community one podcast at a time. Our podcast offers friendly conversations with inspiring individuals in the autism community. All Autism Talk is brought to you by Learn Behavioral and the Learn Provider Network. Now here's your host. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of All Autism Talk, a podcast brought to you by the Learn Behavioral Network, a leading provider in ABA services across the country. I'm really excited for this week's episode because we got to sit down again with Adrienne Bradley, who we've had on in the past. What I really wanted to learn from her as president of BABA, Black Applied Behavior Analysts, is not just their current initiatives, but how things have shifted over the last six months or so, their plans for their conference, and some new initiatives that they're offering this year. One of the things I want to highlight for for all of the listeners is that we're recording this at the end of February and releasing this and airing this in the beginning of March. I think that's really timely because the information that we're talking about is not just pertinent to Black History Month, but it's important, valuable, and needed for all year long, all learning opportunities. For those of you who don't remember, Adrian Bradley is the president from Black Applied Behavior Analyst, BABA, where their mission is empowering the Black community within the ABA field. She's also a clinical director at Behavior Frontiers and the host of her own podcast, Shades of ABA. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Adrian, welcome back. So great to have you on. Oh, thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited. I really want to know, I, there's so many questions I have for you. Right now, it's Black History Month as we're recording this episode. And I really want to know more about that. But before we get into that and, and all the postings you have going on, I want to hear what's changed since we had you on. We had you on last time, I believe, in August or September. And so many things have happened for you guys since then. Can you give us a little summary? Yeah, so, um, man, <laughs> we've done a lot. Um, we have our um, scholarship programs that we've come out with. So um, we are currently have a OBM cohort training going on. We also are wrapping up a business development cohort. So helping BABA members start up their businesses, whether that's a traditional ABA center or um we were helping pivot to inclusion and they do DEI trainings and things like that. Um, we have an FTF, um, Gregory Hanley scholarship that's about, that was just recently announced as well. Um, we put together our conference <laughs> and I know we're gonna be talking about that a little bit later. Um, we developed an advisory board <laughs> as well. We have just been, really working on how do we make BABA a legacy organization sustainable and being able to maintain um, with the groups of individuals that we have currently on our e-board. Um, and so the advisory board is, is one of my favorite things <laughs> as president. <laughs> um, so, and then just our regular CEUs being able to offer just so many different giveaways and opportunities and highlighting people. Um, it, during Black History Month, we had our Black History um, social media campaign where we highlighted Black BCBAs that were doing things outside of autism. And so that has just been so receptively well received. Um, and also for the community um, to know what, you know, for those that may not have never met a black behaviorist or you know don't know one or you know are looking for diverse people um to provide trainings and different conference opportunities so um our social media campaign is 
is really one of our highlights for sure. I mean, there's so there's so much there. So many things have happened and it feels like such a short time since we've had you on. But I want to start with just this advisory board. You mentioned it's really been important for you and it's really important for the organization. Um, how did you pull those people together and tell us a little bit about what they're what they're advising about and, and, and how they're acting? Yeah, so it's um, comprised of a variety of people from a variety of different locations um, and they're not all BCBAs either, um, but they are people that value um, diversity, equity and inclusion in anything that they do. Um, they are people that will be able to help guide the organization in the right direction. Um, a lot of times you see these organizations, they come in and then they just slowly fizzle out and disappear um, like hot button organizations. And that's not what Baba needs or wants to be. So the advisory board really helps us put in the foundational things. How do we become a legacy in maintaining What's, what are the systems that need to be put in place, but they also help with any events um, or any projects that we work on to make sure that our pro projects are, are sound, are addressing what they're supposed to be addressing um, and helping step up our game. You know, we are a young board. Um, I've been in BCBA for two and a half years and <laughs> I'm the president of BABA um, and most of our, executive board, our e-board have been BCBAs for maybe, you know, five years or less. Um, so, you know, and like I said on the last show, there was a need and we heard the call and we took action, but we do recognize that there have been people in this field for 15, 20, 25 years um, that had very valuable information to provide. So, that's what the advisory board is comprised of and what they what they do for our organization. Um, and we try not to ask too much out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which I I mean, with all the things you have going on, I'm sure that's a tall task to not ask too much. You know, it's, <laughs> you, you listed a, a handful of things here and certainly having a board is going to help, I think, take you guys from where you have grown to, to where you want to grow to, if that makes sense, right? To, what got you here won't get you there. So having them in place, is gonna help you really develop and put those systems and become more of a, more of a, a prominent organization that is visible amongst the community. Correct, you know, our goal is to be just as important as the cast, the ABAIs, you know, the APBAs. Um, we want BABA to be up there with those names, but we also know that they have 20 years ahead of us in this game. Um, and so we, 10 years from now, I want people to be like, oh, are you a BABA member? Black or white or Asian or Latinx or whatever. Um, just like they're like, are you going to the ABAI conference? <laughs> I right. want them to say, are you going to the BABA conference? Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited for where we're going. I'm excited for what we're doing. Um, and there is still, you know, a need for, for us to exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell me, you know, you mentioned scholarship programs and on your website, I think there were about a half dozen, uh, <laughs> yeah. which are all new since we saw you and you listed a few of them, but how did that program start and really what's your goal with the scholarship program? Yeah, so um, Denisha Jingles and um, Dominique Holt, they are our scholarship and affiliations liaison partnership. 
Um, and so what they do is they see where is the education and the opportunity missing for Black behaviorists? Where are we not seeing them? Um, and why are we not seeing them there? And the why first starts with, well, they haven't had the opportunity, the training, the education to do some of these things, but they want to do some of these things. So as we're kind of getting out there and seeing, excuse me, the lack of diversity, the lack of racial diversity, let me make that clear. The lack of racial diversity in some of these areas of focus, um, we now want to provide our members with that opportunity. So um, they've worked with like, we partner with Chief Motivating Operations, Shannon Biagi's OBM, that's who's heading up our OBM, you know, Gregory Hanley FTF, he's heading up our partnership there. And so they see a need and they want to help. And so we can't, we don't have the black Shannon Biagi. We don't have the black Gregory Hanley. And so we also yeah. welcome diverse instructors, right? To create them, right? How are you reaching your hand down and providing that same training and opportunities that you got because of your privilege mm -hmm. to those who don't have that privilege? And so that's really where the idea came from. Um, and that's why we have these little cohorts and scholarships to address all of those things. So whether that is helping someone out with tuition, monetary scholarships or service scholarships. And we don't require our members to pay any extra fee for that. Our members pay a flat fee for every single benefit that they get. And they also get a discount on the conference. They can't come to the conference for free, but <laughs> that's the only thing. Um, our members never have to pay for anything extra that they want on every level as well. That's amazing. What a what a, you know, I've I've always said this about you in particular and about Baba is like you've recognized that there's a need and you you said it a minute ago. There's a call to action, right? And so you say, great. There's this barrier. How do we fix it? How do we get around it? How do we get through it? How do we get over it? Whatever it may be. And this is just yet another way that you guys are tackling those barriers. Right. It comes down to equitability within this field. We have not been equitable across the board. Um, with all diverse individuals, not just Black BCBAs. Um, we can bring that to women in leadership, women doing research, right? We can bring that to um, the data that the BACB came out with, which I think was right after I was last on the show, I think, maybe. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so equitability within RBT trainings and things like that um, and looking at the, demo the demographics, um, we have not been equitable in our opportunities and our sponsorship and, or in our mentorship. And so we want to break that equitable barrier, um, not just for Black BCBAs, but for all of BABA members. Which I think is so fantastic. I mean, you mentioned it, right? Um, you know, women in leadership, right? And that I think that's probably part of the reason you have a, a scholarship program with WEBA, right? Women in Behavior Analysis <laughs> Conference, right? Um, yeah. That's. I think that's again. It's another way for you to say, like, we found that there's a equi equitability gap. How do yeah. we bridge it, and how do we get yeah. through? And equitable equitability gap, even with conference attendance. 
So you go to a conference, right? Who do you see in the audience, Richie? You see everybody that looks like you and maybe a sprinkle of color here and there, regardless of what color they are, right? Right. And so if you are constantly going somewhere and you don't see yourself, you know, put yourself in the shoes because I know you are, you know, (laughs) a white male in this field. So you you see yourself, you know, almost everywhere in America in general. Um, So imagine to constantly going somewhere and not seeing yourself, but you are told that this is what you have to do to further your career. You need to be going to these things, right? Um, But you don't see yourself. You don't know anybody there or anything. And so with our conference scholarships, um, particularly with WIBA, we have one coming out with Texaba. Um, We had the Michigan Autism Conference. You know, we're giving away a lot of free registrations for our conference. Um, And we're willing to work with any conferences out there, actually, to give our members opportunities to go that they may not have had um, prior to. Um, historically, Black individuals make less money. So when you talk about the cost of these conferences, um, travel fees, well, you know, when we were traveling, (laughs) hopefully soon, (laughs) WIBA is still in person in July um, right now. So I'm hoping that can be one of, that can stay. but travel fees, hotel fees, food, getting a car rental, plus the cost of the conference. And then if you're getting CEUs, sometimes you're paying more for CEUs as well. Um, and, and all the things. And, um, you know, I was talking to someone and they were like, I felt like I had to buy special clothes to mm-hmm. go to the conference. And I'm like, now I'll go to a conference and leggings and a sweater and you're going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But before, you know, these students, they think like I need to dress in professional clothes because that's what they are told is professional. Right. So if you think about all the expenses outside of just attending that conference, it's a huge financial equitability gap. Um, but I recognize that that comes with attending conferences and you can chop it up to, well, that's what you got to do. That's what I had to do. And so that's what you need to do. No, that's, that's not being inclusive. That's not being understanding. And you, of all the things you listed, right. That's not, that's also not including the responsibilities you have at home. Right. So for me, when I go to a conference, I have to make sure that usually, you know, when my kids are in school, my wife drops off in the morning and I pick up in the afternoon. So I have to make sure that there's coverage in those types of things, right? And we and I have you know paid time off, or or I can take vacation time, or a ride to the airport. I mean, it it adds up on top of all the things that you mentioned. Correct. Yes. So we love partnering with conferences. We love um, providing those opportunities for our members. Um, it's one of my favorite things, favorite benefits that we have at Baba. That's great. That's great. I I loved seeing that on on the website when I was looking at it. Um, So right now it's Black History Month. And I wanna know, you know, from your perspective, I think it's an important time for all of us, but what does it mean for you and what does it mean for Baba? Yeah, so Black History Month is where we get to be a little extra, not a little, a lot extra, (laughs) very extra. Um, So, I mean, we're Black 24 seven, right? And so Black History Month isn't always 
special to us in our community because we live this every day. You know, we love seeing facts. We love looking at the history because we weren't taught that history in school. So we right. have to learn about our history outside. So we that's something we constantly do. But um, in the month of February, we get to have 28 days where we can be extra, extra, extra blackity black, black is what we like to say. Um, and so with that, it, it feels good when you can show up as your authentic self, mm. right? Because everyone's focused on blackness. Everyone's focused on the black culture or, you know, what are black BCBA is doing. Um, so everyone's a little bit more attentive Granted, they should be this way every month of the year. It does not just have to be Black History Month. Um, but it, it means that I can feel comfortable to be a little extra. Um, and at BABA, it means, you know, like our social media campaign that we can highlight the joy, the, the Black joy that is going on in our field um, instead of focusing on the negative that we experience every day, you know? Um, and it's just so great that we can we can do that for a month. Um, and we can do that all, all the time, but just to have everyone be a little bit more attentive is, is a great feeling and being able to spread all the good things that Black BCBAs are doing out in the field of ABA. I've loved seeing on social media the posts and the highlights of the various individuals that you've had um, and, and from, you know, the, the like different experience that they all bring, right? I mean, you're highlighting individuals that don't have an autism background. They have an OBM background. They've got learning background, background in safety. It was so varied and so unique. I mean, just in the field of behavior analysis, I thought it was great. Um, yeah. How did you find all those individuals? I mean, did they all come to you and, and No, um, and I want people to listen to this part. Great question, Richie. Um, we did not ask anybody, oh, who do you know or anything like that. We utilized our resources. We put our foot to the ground. We stalked Facebook. We stalked LinkedIn. <laughs> um, we, we did our homework. We did our research. We did not ask a single person, hey, do you know somebody in this area that's Black? We didn't ask a single person. So we either knew them because we know them and we network very well, um, or we stopped their social media um, and random comments. So a lot of times the big um, applied behavior analysis Facebook page, you'll get people in there that ask, hey, who works in X, Y, and Z area, right? So the search button on Facebook was also our, our best friend because we could put BCBA and SLP and that would bring up a thread. And then I could see, is there a diverse person that responded to this, right? We could see someone saying, yep, I work in the criminal justice system um, in a Facebook thread, in comments, right? So people complain about social media, but that's exactly how we got everyone was Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. That's, again, like, you know, you guys just always seem to, you find a way every time I talk to you, you're like, <laughs> well, we just found a way. We just did it. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, we sat and we mapped it out and we drew on a whiteboard for a hundred hours. It was, we just started to do it. You just started moving your feet. Like, just, let's just go. And, right. and now you've got posts. I think you've been posting, you know, one or two a day of these different individuals and again just great knowledge great wealth of knowledge from each one of them and so varied i was 
to me, that was like the thing that stood out. I, you know, I, at first I was like, oh, we're going to see a bunch of people about autism and related to the autism field, but I don't think any of them were, or maybe there were just a handful. Um, none of them have been in autism so far. We have not featured a single BCBA that is primarily working in autism. And we don't even ask them autism questions. They're BCBAs. They may have gotten their practicum in autism because that is, you know, the easiest way to go, but none of them are working in, in autism and ABA, which is great. Right. My favorite were, um, we just featured Helena and Adi from K-Lab from CSUN in California. Okay. And they are working with NASA and apply behavior analysis though that was my favorite and they're students they're not bcbas yet um helena doesn't plan on becoming a bcba but utilizes applied behavior analysis and so um they're at the k lab we just featured them two of both of those yesterday um so if anyone listening to this in the future february 24th go on our baba facebook linkedin instagram um or if you're a baba member we email them out to you guys at the end of the week. So each week, um, all of our BABA members have gotten um, the feature, even if they're not on social media as well. So um, February 24th, we featured two students, Helena and Adi from um, CSUN K-Lab, and they work with Ellie Kazemi. And Ellie Kazemi does a great job at K-Lab, does a great, great job at K-Lab. So instead of featuring Ellie, we were like, we want to amplify your students of color, you know, yeah. and giving them those opportunities. And, and that's what, um, that's what we want to do more of. So yeah, that's been, I think that's been the highlight for me so far, <laughs> so far. Right. right. I don't want to leave social media just yet because there was another thing that I, I've been particularly fascinated by and it's Research Wednesday where, Research where Wednesday. you and Baba are posting various articles about all sorts of topics, all sorts of research, all sorts of different things. And yeah. can you tell us a little bit about that and where you're finding those articles and how you're posting that? Uh, Jabba, say, say, uh, <laughs> um, honestly, so myself, uh, Cassandra Wilson, Cassandra is our social media chair. So anything you see on social media is all pretty much all Cassandra's doing. Um, I'll hop on Instagram to help out a little bit, but, um, we try to feature research from people of color. Um, and that's a huge gap in our field as well. And people are like, oh, I don't know any articles by somebody who identifies of color. Okay, no problem. Research Wednesdays. We'll give you one a week. <laughs> um, and so honestly, a lot of those come from the different CEUs that we attend and the references that they're seeing or um, you know, Denisha Jingles did the special edition BAP um, series and they are continuously even now coming out with more and more um, articles on social justice and ABA and things like that. So um, shout out to Denisha Jingles and BAP and Jonathan Tarbox for this series because that's where we get a lot of stuff from. And then also we, we survey what are our clinicians asking more of? Mm -hmm. for and where can we where can we provide that right so I think today we posted something about robots <laughs> and um, communication training or something like that um, so we're not just going to give you like the here's a manned article here's an article on DTT like no we try to get some unique things and some unique um, perspectives as well there's one article that I I saw 
and I downloaded and I've started reading and it's, uh, can behavior analysis help us understand and reduce racism? A, a yes. review of current literature. And it's like, man, I feel like that every, every BCBA or everyone who's in this field should be reading that. I mean, look, everybody should be reading that. Um, Absolutely. That was one of my favorite articles. Um, we also posted an article um, from um, Denisha Jingles. I almost said Dr. Denisha Jingles, not a doctor yet, but she's on her way. Um, igniting the Black individuals and utilizing ACT for Black liberation. Um, that's a really good article as well. Just in general of how do marginal, how can marginalized groups use ABA and ACT to address some of the generational trauma. Hmm. Um, and she does it from a Black perspective. However, any marginalized group, whether you were Latinx, Asian, LGBTQ, um, plus any, you know, any diverse background would be able to connect with that as well. I don't know, I don't know where this comes from, but I feel like there's more energy behind uh, DEI movement right now. There's more conversation. There's more social media posting. It's more, it's more prevalent. And, and maybe this is just that it's being heard more and, and it's being out there more and publicized more, but are you seeing more movements and more, yeah, uh, more DEI actions in different agencies sort of across the network? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think it starts because people are holding these organizations and organizations and agencies accountable. Mm -hmm. You know, we all said this was important, but we never held people accountable for their actions and their words to line up together. You know, are your actions lining up with your values? And so um, I'm definitely seeing more of a push. It's not perfect. You know, it's, it's great that we're now talking about it. It's great that we're seeing this on a consistent basis, but there have been people doing this work for a while. You know, Elizabeth Fong has been doing this work since 2013, but yep. you kind of see her drowned out a little bit. You yep. know, um, you see, you're seeing more black voices amplified, which is great, but being black does not mean that you are an expert in DEI. You know, right. that's actual work. That's a whole degree <laughs> worth of things to do and research and study. And so um, although there has been a big push and there is something every week, there is now no excuse that you're saying, I don't know where to look, <laughs> right? I don't know where to start. Or I'm not seeing these CEUs. You're, not, you're just not looking. You're not paying attention. And so that, that part is great. But um, what I would like to see more of is the people that are doing this work, that have done the research, that have done the studies, are the ones that are being amplified mm -hmm. in relation to cultural responsiveness and cultural humility. Because um, you see that you're seeing them drowned out a little bit um, because they're like, oh, I love the way, you know, I'll use myself as an example. I don't do DEI work. I don't. My research is ACT, love ACT, love toileting, love parent training, and supervision. Those are my four things. You want me to come talk about any of those? I'm your girl. But please do not ask me to talk about anything DEI because that is not where my research focus is. I may be Baba President, but I also have a group of 11 individuals <laughs> behind me um, you know, to help guide as well. So really, um, what I would like to see moving forward is people doing 
these conferences, podcasts, things like that, do a little bit more research as to who's actually doing the work, the DEI work in this field, and not just say, oh, I want a Black person to come on and talk about their experience and call it DEI. That's not what it is, right. you know? Yeah, I feel like, you know, to your point, I've seen Dr. Fong present numerous times and and it's always very fascinating to see, you know, to your point, who's there, who's in the audience, who's participating, who's, you know, the last time I saw her present was at a conference pre-COVID and it was a very interactory. It is a lot of um, Q&A from the audience and it was great to see her presenting and sharing her information. It was just, it's so important. I mean, it, yeah. it, but, but a lot of the audience was, sorry, like myself, white men and white ladies. Yeah, but that's what we need. You know, I think one of the questions you were gonna ask me, just gonna segue into that, Definitely. was what needs to be improvement? Who needs to be in the, the audience? Yeah. I have not seen white men in the, the any, any of the CEUs except for Vince LaMarca. Um, Vince LaMarca has been there, but I, I wanna see more white men we're seeing women we're seeing you know diverse women um but we're not seeing a lot of men and we're not seeing a lot of white men um and they need to be attending these talks too um and and these ceus and expressing their their thoughts right um and also to know that dei is not just about racial you know everyone likes to focus on the d right but to get more diversity, you actually need to focus on the equitability of these systems and the inclusiveness of these systems to get the D, to get the diversity um, and things like that. So those are the two things that I would love to see um, change here very soon. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's interesting. And I know you and I have had conversations about sort of the stuff that we're doing at the Learn Network kind of on our own. and and. I feel like we're just scratching the surface. I'm so proud of the traction that we've made and the, and the movement that we're doing, but you're right. There's more people asking for more and, and more opportunities coming and, and more things that we're working on. Um, you know, just so you know, we just recently launched a partnership with National University and it's a scholarship for you. You're shaking your head. You've already heard about this. Yeah, I, I helped Brandon and Jessica and Maya with it. Um, and we're also in connection, you know, Learn and Baba have a little secret partnership going on as well. But that is amazing. You know, you ask what are organizations and these agencies doing? Um, it's things like at Learn. Honestly, Learn has been the premier top um, like ABA provider that has really put their words to action, um, formed a committee, didn't take long to start getting permanent products, got everyone or majority, not everybody's on board, but majority <laughs> of the people on board and address the equitability of things, you know, set in what you guys are seeing, set in that data and then said, okay, how are we gonna improve and how are we gonna improve fast? Um, and so Brandon Whitfield is actually going to be speaking about it at BABA, at the BABA conference. Um, and I shout out to Justin because, you know, he is just doing great things. Great, great things. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate that. And I'm glad, I, I'm glad that it's, it's happening. You know, I, I, I'm just so proud that like we listened you know what I mean? And, and this is, it's bigger than me and it's bigger than the, than anything that I've done, but it's, it's nice that we're actually like 
following some of the trailblazers, right? And and following in the footsteps of like the people who have said this is what needs to happen. Great, let's keep doing it. Let's put together a scholarship program. Let's let's help with that equitability. Let's help people have access to the things that that others have had access to because of privilege. Things like right. that. Right, exactly. And you guys are becoming trailblazers in itself. You know, people are going to hear this podcast and they're going to be like, well, what did they do? And then they're going to come to Baba and then you're going to start seeing the copycats, <laughs> you yeah. know, but That's you guys amazing. did it first. So know that you guys are trailblazers all on your own. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll make sure Brandon listens to this episode. Yeah. You brought up the conference. I know there's been some some headway and some things that have gone on. Is the conference still happening on Juneteenth this year? Yeah, conference is still happening. We did announce that we are virtual. Um, so it will be a virtual conference this year and it will for sure be in person in 2022 in Detroit, Michigan. So save that Great. flight. <laughs> um, but yes, we will be virtual um, and everyone can sign up now. Registration is open. Um, we did announce our conference speakers and I'm so excited. So, so excited. Can you tell us some of them? Tell us. Yeah. Um, so we have everything under the sun. I'm cheesing. Oh my goodness. Um, everything under the sun. We have somebody talking about how to reduce um, racist verbal behavior in sportscasters. We have somebody discussing how to be more inclusive and equitable in clinical interviews. We have um, a talk with on um, sex education. You know, so this is not your, oh, let me come and learn how to work with autism conference. This is a lot of OBM. We have a lot of OBM um, and a lot of diverse perspectives, you know, um, of topic, of people, of everything, you know, um, and we want to be as equitable in our conference attendance as well. So the pricings of our conferences for students, our RBTs, and our international community is I like to think great. Um, and conferences don't think about that. You know, when we were so used to in-person conferences, we did not think about the equitability of the international community and what they had to do to come over here for conferences. Because there's not that many conferences outside of the U.S., right? Um, and so when you think about those things, we really wanted to make sure our international community had a fair shot to attend, especially um, if it was going to be in person. And so we always had the virtual platform for our international community, always. They were always going to be able to attend virtually. Um, and now everyone gets to attend virtually. It's amazing that like some things that seem so obvious now you know, I, it seems so obvious that people, anyone could attend virtually to a conference. Why not? Uh, you know, it seems like it's the easiest solution and, and, but that's been on your mind forever. And it hasn't been for, uh, for others. It just. I, it's all I, I about what's on your frontal. You know, we all know the, the issues. We all know and recognize that there may be an issue and there's barriers, but are we keeping those barriers on our frontal when we are then in these conference planning meetings or these CEU planning meetings or whatever planning meeting, um, are those same barriers that you may not have to go through still on your frontal? Mm. Right, it's, I mean, it's just thinking about the people around us. 
right? And and making sure that we're all taken care of in some way. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Not that hard. Yeah. I, I mean, I appreciate I appreciate the your insight always. Um, your knowledge, your experience, the work that you're doing. I feel like we could keep going. Um, is, is there anything else that we didn't check in about that you want to highlight for us? Um, no, I think, you know, really want everyone to check out the conference. It's still going to be a great conference. We have great plans. Um, we have, you know, Pass the Big is going to be doing a student section. So I also want students to know that, yes, this conference is for you. We have things for students. Um, and want everyone to just come and learn if you want to learn more about equitability, inclusion, and diversity within the ADA field across all things and not just racial, um, this is the conference for you. And next year, we might not have so much DEI focus. This was our theme. Yeah. Um, and we'll have a theme each year. But there was such an overwhelming response. Um, and I'm so excited. We have uh, Tyra Sellers will be speaking, Ellie Kazemi, um, Nasia Serencion Ulizi. Uh, we're going to have Carrie Trump or Carrie Wood now. Yeah. You know, yeah. Brandon Whitfield um, and Jessica Belocus and things like that. So we are just going to have such an amazing lineup. Um, and I just want everyone to come check it out. That's great. Well, we, we will post the links in our show notes for anyone who's looking for them. And, you know, real quick, Adrian, before we go, where, where can we find you? Where can we find you on social media? Yeah. So Facebook, just Adrian Bradley, LinkedIn, Adrian Bradley. Um, I did make a ABA specific Instagram. <laughs> so I am XOXO period contingency nerd on Instagram. Um, and that's about it. Yeah, that's all my social media. Great. Well, thank you so much for, for being on again. We always appreciate you and your insight and, you know, and just a big kudos to you and the team around you for doing all that you're doing. I can't wait to be at the conference and, and hear from everyone and learn all of what's happening. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll see each other again soon. Yes. Yes. Take care, Adrian. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Adrian as much as I did. She's just such a fantastic conversationalist. She's so easy to talk to. It's also just really inspiring to see uh, how things can change when we make a commitment to starting. I know we haven't quite figured everything out. We haven't got, we're not to where we want to be. I know she's not to where she wants to be and Bob isn't where she wants to be yet. But the fact that we're starting and the fact that we're going in that direction, I think is really inspiring to so many people. And hopefully that um, resonates with you as well. You know, again, she, what stood out to me from her is this concept of trailblazing. She didn't know the answer, so she went and found it. Um, she didn't know who to talk to, so she just started reaching out to people on social media. It really just highlights for me that trailblazing is a choice and one that can be made at any time. We don't have to wait for Black History Month to start trailblazing. We can do it on March 2nd or any time throughout the year. Again, check out her podcast. It's fantastic. She's had some great guests on. It's the Shades of ABA podcast. You can find links to Adrian's podcast in our show notes and also to BABA and the upcoming conference on Juneteenth of this year. As always, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Autism Therapies. And if you have a show suggestion or other feedback for us, please send us an email at allautismtalk at learnbehavioral.com. And feel free to subscribe, rate, or review us at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, take care. Be well.
We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of All Autism Talk. This podcast is brought to you by Learn Behavioral, the leading network of providers serving children with autism and other special needs. Visit us at learnbehavioral.com. Listen to previous episodes at allautismtalk.com on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All Autism Talk, connecting the autism community one podcast at a time.